I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Seven years ago, Sheila Murphy's world was turned upside down as she received the earth-shattering news of a cancer diagnosis. She had esophageal cancer and had to undergo not just chemotherapy, but radiotherapy and eventually fairly gruelling surgery to have her esophagus removed. The road to recovery was not easy. She had to learn to eat again like a baby. However, today life is good and she's back living it to the fullest. Her amazing recovery is testament to her determination and positive outlook. She is supporting the Esophageal Cancer Fund's Give It Up, Take It Up campaign, which has been launched to encourage us to help raise €20 for vital research in this area. I'm delighted to be joined now by Sheila Murphy. She's from Trim and Noelle Ryan, CEO and founder of the Esophageal Cancer Fund. You are both very welcome to 11 to 1, ladies. How are we doing this morning? Uh, very well, thank you very much. Sheila here, thank you very much for inviting me. I'm delighted to, uh, to be on. Oh, listen, Sheila, it's great great to chat to you because I, when I hear your story, you've come through such an ordeal. Take us back to the start. When did you start to notice that all was not right health-wise? Well, I think that towards the end of the summer 2013, I began to notice that I had difficulty, intermittent, intermittent difficulty in swallowing. Um, solid food and very hot and very cold fluid would cause pain as it passed through my esophagus, which is the food pipe. Right, so it was, and, and didn't you have kind of things like, like I know other uh, people who have this as well, they can suffer things like heartburn and kind of belching, that kind of thing? No, I didn't. My my, my tumour was higher up. It was, uh, it was up um, my, my upper third of my chest cavity, my esophagus. And that usually occurs when it's a lower um, esophageal cancer. So I had none of that. I just had a bit of difficulty in swallowing and uh, a bit of pain caused uh, when I was drinking anything too hot or too cold. And we went on holiday September um, 2013. And by the second week of that holiday, it was a two-week break, uh, I was drinking large volumes of water just to to get my solid food down. So I knew um, I was in trouble. Okay. And so you you went to the GP then. Was that the first thing that you did? I did, and within a week I had an urgent gastroscopy in the Matter Hospital and I was diagnosed on the day with esophageal cancer. Wow, so that all happened so quickly for you. I mean, when you hear this news that you have cancer, your whole world must have come down around you. How did you cope with it initially? Uh, Well, initially I I said, this is not going to beat me. I'm going to beat it. And I knew, uh, because I'm a, a retired nurse, but I'd worked in St. James's Hospital where all the scopes were taking, and I, and in the gastroenterology unit and I knew that esophageal cancer had a very high um, mortality rate it was something like 94, 95% but um, I said this is not going to beat me and I embarked positively on the on the treatment I had chemotherapy for 
nearly six weeks every week. Uh, at the same time, I'd radium ter- therapy five days a week, which brought me up to Christmas 2013. And uh, I, the tumour actually shrunk from the treatment. And then I had a, a scan in January and the treatment had shrunk significantly that I was suitable for surgery. And that was a great boost for me because I knew if I had a chance of surviving if I could have surgery. And, you know, that's quite grueling, you know, the, the chemotherapy and the radiotherapy of, of all of those days. That's, you know, uh, quite intense. That must have been very tough on you as well, physically as well as mentally. It, it actually was not as bad as I expected. Uh, I felt better. I felt very tired at the end of it, but I knew that the tumour had shrunk. And I, I could eat uh, more or less normal food. And um, I, I felt great hope then that the tumour was shrinking and I knew I, would, I had a chance of survival. And in terms of the surgery then, they removed the esophagus. So tell me about this then, when you woke up, what was that like? Um, well, they removed my esophagus and my stomach uh, was brought up in to replace my esophagus. So I had tubes and about 10 or 11 tubes and cannulas in and out of me. And uh, it was a long recovery. And um, uh, for about three months afterwards, I was tube fed into my stomach at night. And that was great because it uh, didn't compromise me nutritionally and I made a really good recovery and every year I've improved and I have a full life today. I have to manage my eating. I can only eat small portions, but that's probably no hard, no problem. I have no weight problem there. You have no weight problem. I just, you know, I just learn how to manage my, my diet. Yeah, this is fantastic. And, and you know, you've got such a positive outlook, Sheila. Do you think that it was your positive mental well-being that got you over the line through this? Well, I'll tell you what got me over the line is the research and, and the huge advancements in, medi- in medical treatment. Uh, the Softgear Cancer Fund uh, are, have... Um, our funding research from day one. They established the National Barrett's Register and Barrett's mucosa is our uh, condition of precancerous cells which are found in the um, esophagus and mm-hmm. a small percentage of people with Barrett's mucosa go on to have cancer. So anyone with Barrett's mucosa now is referred to uh, the Barrett's uh, National Register and there are, I think it's about 8,000 people on it and 600 of them have been uh, detected with early cancer cells and have had successful treatment without having to go through the order of surgery that I had. Yeah, because the, so this is what you're very much supporting, which is fantastic. Now you can bring Noel in on this. Noel, how are you doing? Good morning. How are you, Sinead? I am fantastic. Listen, it's, you know, it's great hearing the amazing strength and positive outlook Sheila has, you know, as well as the, the fantastic medical detention and the support from the Esophical Cancer Fund from yourselves. But it must be so rewarding for you to see somebody like Sheila come out the other side of this brutal cancer. Absolutely. I mean, Sheila's just been an inspiration to us to continue the work that we're doing. But I think, you know, it's just huge credit to her because I think that, uh, you know, her, her determination without a shadow of a doubt got her to where she is today. Um, and, you know, it, it she so uh, well described, it isn't an easy journey, but mm you know, with, uh, without the determination and the positive um, attitude that she had, um, you know, she, she wouldn't be as well as, as she is today. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's, from our perspective, it's, it's wonderful to have people like Sheila, um, you know, inspiring us to continue yes. because I think research offers the best uh, chance of, of uh, 
you know, changing things mm-hmm. and bringing new uh, opportunities for people. And as Sheila said, the National Barrett's Esophagus Registry and Biobank, we have funded and uh, we started funding that over 10 years ago. And that has made, you know, a huge difference for people because, as Sheila said, Barrett's Esophagus isn't cancerous. And a large population, a large part of the population do suffer from um, acid reflux, um, you know, and, and constant regurgitation. So it's a case of if, if you have Barrett's esophagus, it's a case of, you know, being assured that actually there is something there that will essentially mind you and, and yeah. look after you because it's, it's it's now a recognised um, precursor to esophageal cancer. Only a tiny amount of people that get um, develop, get diagnosed with Barrett's esophagus actually go on to develop the cancer. But in a la- getting everybody on the register, everybody is monitored and surveyed at the level that's appropriate for them under the international guidelines. But more importantly, um, it allows for the medical profession to, you know, see if there is a progression and if you are one of those people who, you know, will be in that small percentage that will go on to develop um, into a a cancerous um, condition. And with the advances in medicine, you know, as Sheila said, those treatments are now available to people that it doesn't involve the removal of the esophagus. It's much less invasive. And therefore, people, you know, not only do they, are they spared having to have the, the surgery, but mm. actually that whole horrible rehabilitation um, period that Sheila had to go through to getting back to eating um, a normal um, diet in order to be able to maintain your well-being and your health and your your weight, which is so important to us all, and we take for granted um, that, you know, that doesn't, um, if, if the cancer is diagnosed at that early stage, then it, people don't have to go through that anymore. And as Sheila said, we now have 600 people uh, out of those 8,000 that are on the register that we know were spared that horrible and horrible surgery, surgery. That, that is that is an, a remarkable achievement that the esophageal cancer fund has has you know supported this and take me back to the start of this because yourself and a group of friends decided to form this fund back in 2001 but it was after a tragic loss that you guys experienced that inspired you to set it up isn't that right it was a group of us that had been uh, in school together and one of the group um and she had been a wonderful friend to us all and uh, she just after her 41st birthday she developed uh, esophageal cancer was diagnosed I should say with esophageal cancer it probably had been there for um, you know a, a period of time mm. and went undetected um, but um, you know she was diagnosed in uh, 2001 and sadly she didn't make it through she the, the surgery is is, as I say, major surgery and she died of a complication of the surgery despite her young age. Mm. Um, and so it was really through her loss and she, her wish was, you know, why don't people know about this cancer? Mm. Why, you know, if I had known about it, I'd have gone and done something about it sooner. But, you know, we need to get the message out there and we need to tell people about this cancer. So, 
it really was as a legacy to her that we yeah, and it's it's a, it's a fantastic legacy because you're you're doing so so much for people, you know, not even just spreading the word, but supporting people like Sheila. Now, tell me about this "Give It Up, Take It Up" campaign because this is part of the you know awareness, but also at this time with COVID and everything else, charities like yourself are massively suffering. So we want to support you as much as we can. So tell me about this campaign and how we can get involved in this. Brilliant. Uh, um, thank you, uh, Sinead, because as you, you rightly say, uh, it's a very difficult time for charity. So traditionally, we would have um, uh, had, uh, you know, I suppose our, our biggest fundraiser, Lollipop Day, um, which people might know of, um, and that would have been in late February, early March every year. And we would have had another number of fundraisers outside of that also. But with COVID, we had to pivot online and we had to look at doing things differently because obviously streets collections aren't going to be a thing of 2021. Um, So we had to come up with a a new concept. So we thought, well, January is a good time. People are thinking new start, new year. Uh, So what could we do? So we came up with the concept of give it up, take it up. So effectively, we're asking people for the next 20 days to donate 20 euros to us and commit to giving um, something up or taking something up or doing both. And it can be something simple like giving up a cup of coffee and taking a glass of water, your New Year's resolutions, um, you know, instead of driving to the shop, that you would take a walk to the shop. So it's it's a little things. Yeah. Whatever is. Uh, you know, your intention for the new year that you would give 20 euros to actually committing to doing it. (laughs) This is the thing, Noelle. It's the commitment to it. That's the thing. But uh, 20 euro for me is nothing. That is nothing for me to give to the the campaign. Not much at all. But my 20 euro is going to make a massive difference to the likes of yourselves. It is. And, you know, we don't get any funding, um, public funding at all. So it is, um, it's, absolutely down to the generosity of the general public uh, that we are able to do the pioneering and and commit to to funding the pioneering research that is actually helping save lives. So without people committing uh, to, uh, you know, our activities, fundraising activities, we, we wouldn't be in a position to do that. So we really would ask people, you know, give it up, take it up for 20 euros when you actually break it down. So it's a euro a day. A euro a day. So it's nothing. It is like nothing. Giving up your cup of coffee is, uh, you know, uh, a very easy thing to do. Um, and as I say, 20 euros we feel this time of the year. Obviously, people have had Christmas and it's mm. an expensive time. We felt 20 euros. It's not much at all. It, re- it really isn't much at all. I just want to. I just want to bring Sheila back in here because Sheila, do you know? I think we could all do with a bit of your positivity uh, in our lives at the moment. Um, how are you kind of coping with everything COVID-wise? How are you keeping the, the mind uh, feeling positive? Oh well, I'm. I'm actually. I have my my thirty-year-old son came back for Christmas and he didn't. Both of them are home, and I always walk every day, and I read a lot. And I've taken up knitting again. Knitting? Yeah, I keep in contact with friends and have great friends. And listen, simple, simple things, simple advice. Listen, it's been absolutely fantastic having you both on the show. Sheila, you're an inspiration. I wish you every health and happiness going forward. And Noelle, you're doing fantastic work for so many people in need. I wish you all the best with this Give It Up, Take It Up campaign. Thank you both so, so much for joining me on the show today. Can I just say one thing? Yes. 
uh, early detection is vital in this, and anyone that has any hint of any symptoms should go to their doctor. The hospitals are open. And please go. It, it, um, it can save your life and it can save uh, years of treatment. Sound advice, yeah, Sheila. Listen, thank you so, okay, so thank much. Thank you very much for having us. Not bye-bye. at all. Bye, bye, bye. Sheila Murphy there from Trim. Wonderful lady. And uh, Noel Ryan from the Esophageal Cancer Fund. OCF.ie, by the way, is where you'll find all the information on the Take It Up or Give It Up initiative. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.